Coming up on today's episode of the Matt Dining Podcast, we welcome on current co-host of the Leatherheads Fantasy Football Podcast and a good friend of mine, special guest, Abel Nagusi. We open up the show by answering your guys' questions that you guys have asked the podcast over the course of the week through social media like we do every Monday. From here on out, we're going to be doing a Q&A to open up the Monday shows. Um, and then after all that, we dive into a little bit of Celtics talk and a little bit of Patriots talk before diving into the main event, WandaVision, Season 1, Episode 8, and our predictions for the season finale coming up this Friday. So all that to look forward to on today's episode. If you're not already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to, whatever platform, it doesn't matter if it's Spotify, Apple, whatever it is, just subscribe to the podcast. This podcast is also brought to you by our friends over at J11.com. Tell my Patriots fans, go get your off-season merch at J11.com. It's got the best merch, and be sure to use code TMD20 at checkout. This podcast is also brought to you by TheGrapevineMedia.com. Make sure you guys head over to the website, www.TheGrapevineMedia.com, to stay up to date on all things TMD and all things Grapevine. All right, let's do it. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the TNT Podcast. We got a special guest today here. Uh, now, officially a recurring guest, because if you come on the show once, you're just automatically a, uh, a recurring guest from here on out. My uh, my former co-host with the Leatherheads Fantasy Football Podcast, my boy Abel. He's a longtime Boston sports fan, so I'm happy to have him on. Uh, we've, been, we've been trying to work. Something out over the past few weeks here to get him on. So, Abel, thanks for coming on. I'm excited to talk sports with you. Uh, we got a lot to cover regarding the Celtics. Uh, me and Abel have just been blowing up the Celtics for the last two weeks now uh, over this stretch. It's been rough. Um, yeah, so we're, we're going to kick things off here, though, with uh, our, our Q&A session that we, we the second time we're doing it, so we uh we put the questions out. We're recording this seven thirty on a Sunday, so the Celtics are actually playing. So we're gonna be following along that game as we go here uh, throughout this podcast. Bell did just win a bet on the first half of Bell. What was the bet? You won. He just won. <laughs> I just bet the first quarter spread. It was uh, minus two and a half, and I was like, the Celtics gonna start this game off real well so i was like i'll I'll take the first first quarter so we actually didn't even start the uh the podcast until the second half or the second quarter started we we waited till the first quarter ended. so had to do that um all right but let's kick it off with some questions here again a ton of questions uh we're only gonna cover about four because we got two people answering them so double the amount of time um but the first question was from a long time listener and uh i'm only gonna give him the shout out here because he's our boy. Uh, ZP Zach Poirier asked, "Is Lamelo Ball the standout rookie of the year? And if so, is there anybody that's going to catch him?" Abel, you you give me your thoughts first. I'll give you my thoughts second. I just want to say it's good to be back, but uh, <laughs> I kind of missed the days of Leatherhead. It, it kind of was fun. I'm not going to lie; it was definitely uh, cool to be uh, to do that every week. Yeah. Every oh week yeah, we're kicking it off. We're kicking it off. Uh, Again next year. It's oh, that's yeah, a yearly got thing. Yeah, we got it. We we got plans in the future. For, I got plans in the future on how we should do it, like each position before like the week go in. But that's you know we yeah, can do yeah, that yeah. later. Yeah, but yeah. 
I think it's no question he's definitely the rookie of the year. Like it's yeah, they're, no. they're just yeah. a superior, just by far a way better, more fun team to watch. Like Charlotte's a team to watch. I think Charlotte's more fun than Atlanta with uh, Trey Young. I just think he's a better player too. Lamelo. Yeah. Like I know potential wise, you know, like it's probably gonna take him a little bit, but I think like right now. Yeah, I'm trying to look up what he's averaging real quick here. What is he? It's, what it's not pretty. It's not like you know, like twenty five and like six. Yeah, and but six. he he see, see my thing is he uh he had a rough like start. Like he yeah. didn't didn't he get benched at one point? At the... I, I think I think Terry played a lot. He's been playing a yeah. little bit more than him. Especially but no, I agree with you. They're definitely like a Charlotte's definitely a fun team to watch. It seems like a bunch of uh, guys that were on the Celtics that went to Charlotte uh, are balling. Uh, Scary Terry, like we said, I, I've always loved Scary Terry, so I'm a huge fan of Scary Terry. Uh, Gordon Hayward, he's having a good year, but Lamelo again. I think I was definitely uh, I didn't. I don't want to say like a pessimist about Lamelo because. Um, but I, but I definitely wasn't as uh, he wasn't my front runner for rookie of the year if that makes sense. So I think uh, but he's definitely surprised me uh, with just his play style. I mean I know for most point guards coming to the league, it's you don't see this kind of confidence that these guys ha- that he has. Uh, you knew he had the passing. I think the the thing that was in question was can he really score the ball at the NBA level? And I think he's averaging fifteen. I mean it's not like it's not what Luca or Trey Young were as averaging, but I think in terms of him being a complete player, he's definitely more of a complete player uh, in that regard. So it was, again, I think it's more of a surprise. You know, if I had to pick, I think my pick at the beginning of the year was, I think I went with James Wiseman just because of the need that he needed to fill on the Warriors. Yeah, uh, sure. And just knowing that he was going to be like a starter right off the rip. I think LaMelo, though, he's definitely like, he, it, over these past like two months, he's definitely just he's definitely gone uh, crazy with it for sure. Uh, do you think anybody's gonna catch him? I I don't know. I haven't been focused too much on the rookie of the year race, but I yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't tell you who's who's really even close to him. I know like I just like I really respect like the fact that like he's like nineteen years old. Like this kid's out here balling like. Playing really well, yeah. he he had a great game the other night. He scored like two, two, like his he doesn't his his volume is really low too. Like he doesn't shoot the ball too much. Like he knows his role on the team too. And that's really important for like a young guy to know because he's not like you know, and he's not asked to carry the team too, which is also like a, a pretty big bright spot for him for his development. Yeah, I know. Um, one of the big uh, the other main guy in the in the in the rookie of the year race right now is the kid that plays for the. Uh, the Kings is I think it's Halliburton. Oh, Halliburton, Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, he's I think really he's. I think it, it's it's those two, and then I'm pretty sure Wiseman uh, is like he's up there, but he's been injured, so I he's definitely falling off. With Halliburton, first off, the team is terrible. The Kings are yeah, awful. They're, they're awful. And then De'Aaron Fox gets all the love on that team. Yeah, so kind of, but he's a perfect it, guy to have. It's definitely gonna be. Uh, it's definitely gonna be Lamelo, I think. At this, yeah. if you had to like make a, I mean, we still have like a half, a, a good half of this, two, maybe two thirds of the season left. But I mean, right now it's looking like a Lamelo. Uh, anything is possible, though. You never know. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. knock on wood. You know, injuries, all that stuff. So, but yeah, uh, Z, ZP, uh, Zach Poirier. Thanks for the question. Um, moving on. 
we got this is an interesting one. Um, I think we we could have very similar answers here or very different answers. But the question was, who's on your Boston sports Mount Rushmore? Uh, I didn't even put any thought into this right now, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna spitball it. How many people are on the Mount Rushmore? Is it four, four. or five? Yeah, it's it's four. four. So one one from each team. I'm going. See, I'm not a huge hockey guy, so and I, I I'll always say that. Uh, I'm you gonna go Bobby Orr. Yeah, oh, I'm just gonna go Bobby Orr. Yeah, no, I'm doing I'm doing like one from each team. Okay. So I'm gonna do Bobby Orr strictly for the picture that, that I mean the picture where he's just like horizontal on a after 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 that play, and then I'm going obviously Brady for the Pats. Uh, I think I'm going David Ortiz for the the Red Sox. Mine. Uh, and then, see, the Celtics is hard because it's like there's one guy like Bill Russell. It should be Bill Russell just for the yeah. amount of like success. But like my favorite like Celtic of all time is Larry Bird. So I'm gonna go Larry Bird. But I mean, it should be Bill Russell. I know. So I already know my my Mount Rushmore is flawed. But I'm doing it based off my personal favorites. So I mean, if we had to do one player from each team, and you had to do like the best players, I mean, obviously mine's almost. I think copy and paste, but with uh, instead of David Ortiz, probably got to do Ted Williams, Teddy Ball yeah. game. Yeah, Teddy and, Ball game. Yep. And if they, besides Ted Williams, that's that's it. Maybe Babe Ruth, but baseball wise, it's got it's big poppy definitely for us. And then for me, I might I might end up doing Paul Pierce. I think he really represents. This wow. I like the truth, I like man. I I think like. You know, Larry, Larry's Larry. He's probably still like more talented than Pierce, but like I don't know. Like, there's just something about Pierce that like he just like embodies he his career like embodies like what Boston sports is. Yeah, I yeah I think he's more of a like you know Boston type. Larry's kind of you know yeah. quiet. Pierce is like he's in your face. He, he like you know when we're up like we're up and he's he's got that dog mentality and he yeah, also yeah, yeah. Is, like, I respect it. I respect it. Uh, Pierce is definitely see. Here's my thing though. On my list of like. My personal favorite Celtics my to personal watch. Favorite. Yeah, I go like Larry, and then I go like just because Ke- like I go Kevin Garnett just because Kevin Garnett was like was my favorite player before he got to the Celtics. So when he got to the Celtics, it's like all right, well now he's like my he was my favorite player on that. Oh wait, run that whole run team like he was my favorite player. Yeah. So oh, he's me was Pierce. Yeah, see it's that that's the thing is I love Pierce was my number two, and then Ray Allen was my third. Uh, but yeah, that was. KG, I it's it's crazy because if you go back and listen to like the first episode of this podcast, we talk about this subject and like back in like before 08, I would take KG like in every video game I played and it was the first thing I did. Like I'd start a season with the Boston Celtics and my first move was like KG just put him on the Celtics since he was just my favorite player. So when he got to and that's why I just fell in love with the Celtics like 08 really, really sent me over the edge with the Celtics. But yeah. That that's definitely my Mount Rushmore. Um, next question. This is an interesting one. I and we haven't really talked much about the Patriots, so this is going to be good. Uh, it is. How do you feel about Cam Newton coming back as quarterback? Uh, if I am I going first on this one? Yeah, you you take. All it. right. Uh, if I don't know a lot of you guys are where you guys are listening from, but if you listen to Boston sports talk like I do, like kind of often. <laughs> It is. I hate Cam Newton Central, twenty four seven. It is. This man <laughs> is dog water. I mean, like, listen. I bet on his completions against the Bills, and he had three. So you know how yes. I feel. Like it, it's. T- you know, there were moments where it was tough, but like it come. You got to. 
understand the situation that he was in and like you know what he was asked to do. Like he he had to take all the heat every week in and week out when his wide receiver was not creating any sort of separation. Like yeah, there yeah. were some missed passes here and there, but like listen, you're not going to be in a rhythm at all with those guys. Like you you saw the difference between Brady and uh, Brady this year, uh, in 2019 compared to Brady in 2020. It was yeah. a huge jump. Like he was like different guy too in certain moments. Yeah, but. You know, you put Cam on that team, they're probably still a playoff team. They just, like, they probably don't go to the Super Bowl. Brady brings that leadership aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Easily. But, you know, if he brings him back, it's all in, you know, what the moves around him. Like, we got to, if we're bringing back Cam and we're going with that, it's got to be Cam. It's got to be first day wide receiver. It's got to be, like, you know, Allen Robinson, uh, Godwin, Will Fuller. I'm not mm-hmm. even Will Fuller. I don't want Will Fuller because he doesn't stick on the field. Like, Godwin's definitely one. Alan Robinson. I know there's a couple more. Kenny Galladay. Yeah, they probably they may get fr- they may get franchise tagged, mm-hmm. but you got to somehow find a way to get one of those guys. Yeah. And Hunter Henry. I, I don't really want Hunter Henry though, in my personal opinion. Yeah, but and we talk, we also, did talk about that in the middle of the season. We talked about yeah, we did, we did, we yeah. did, we did talk about that. But and it's got to come with the like a first round like offensive talent too. Like you, you can't like you got to make sure Cam mm-hmm. is prepared and ready. You got Hightower back. You got Chung back. The defense can hold off getting too much talent for one more year. Then so you can did did do you do you want Cam back or do you want someone else? Do you want like do you want them to draft a quarterback? Do you want them to try and trade uh, I for want one? Them to, I want to, I want them to draft a quarterback. They got to trade up and draft a quarterback. Okay, all right. So that's that's where you're at. Okay, all right. I want them to, but if you're gonna bring back Cam, bring it. I want. I would like Cam, but in the right circumstance. Yeah, okay. All right. So this I think this is a pretty relevant question right now just because this past week uh there's been Free a lot more reports. Yeah, so th- there's been a lot more reports that um Cam is looking more and more likely because as we're getting and again, these are all reports, you never actually know, but like it's it's seeming like Garoppolo that trades out of the question. Deshaun Watson that the whole thing's gone. So it's like we're looking at Mariota and uh Fitzpatrick or Cam. And it's like my whole thing is like if you're gonna if you're gonna bring out of those three, if you can't get a trade done with a Garoppolo type and you're not gonna draft a quarterback, if I have to choose from those three, I said this last week, I think I'd rather want Cam and then honestly draft a quarterback. Yeah. I don't I just I'm, I'm I don't think Stidham's the guy. I think that was proven last year. Like it's it's just he didn't start those games. Belichick clearly it's not there. Belichick just doesn't believe in him. It, maybe he he's going to be a great backup, but um if we have to bring back Cam, I agree with you. I think like you need like you you can't it's it's going to be the same thing that it was you, this past you, year if you don't you build that bring offense. Back. You yeah. you gotta at least like bring back some guys. I mean, like let's be honest, like you bring back if Hightower comes back, and I don't want to relitigate all those games, but like they probably win two or three more games just because yeah. of the factor of like they got gashed by the Rams. The Rams offense is nothing special. Dude, there were so, like, there were so many. There's so many games where the run game there was no like core like linebacker, nobody there to stop the run or fill these gaps. And, yeah, like, rush the pass passer and like he was he did all those things. Like, he was yeah. Superman for us. So yeah. we're both in agreement that that if they brought Cam back, it has to be with the right circumstance. Like yes. if you bring just Cam back and it just Cam, I think everyone in Boston is gonna flip out. But if you bring Cam back with like some more weapons, uh, and this is the other thing too that I don't think 
he's being talked about like enough is Cam kind of like brings like some popularity with him. Like if you bring Cam, like you're more likely to probably try and get like some better wide receivers. That's just like how it is versus like trying to start Stidham and be like, yeah, we got Jared Stidham, Kenny Galladay, come here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Godwin, come here. It's like, ah. After so one I think year, Cam has more pull than after one most year, of these already, guys. He's, he's like kind of like the team leader. Like Yeah, that, that's the thing too. Coaches love him. Like nobody has any ill will to say. And like, yeah, you know, so it's mostly all right, we're both in agreement on that one. Yeah, we're both in agreement on that one. Um, and then the last one. This is a perfect segue into a good. What's going to take up a good portion of uh, this? Our last question here is: Is it time for the Celtics to move on from Brad Stevens? Okay. All right. Well, not yet. I don't think it's yet. Yeah. I, I just, like, he's a really good coach. I just, like, I don't really know what to say. Like, it's kind of bad circumstances kind of all around. But, like, when it comes down to him coaching up, like, a really, like, questionable team, he always finds ways to get this team to, like, you know. Like, the Isaiah Thomas teams were not supposed to be playoff teams. And this we were competitive true. and we were solid. And, you know, that Kyrie Irving – Gordon Hayward, like, do, uh, like, you know, and then with Jalen Brown and all those guys on the bench, like, that thing got ruined. Kyrie got hurt. Hayward got hurt. We weren't even supposed to make it to, like, the first round, past the first round, and they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Game seven against LeBron, it took, like, a great performance yeah. by LeBron. Like, the team just went ice cold. We needed a closer, and that, that game was kind of over from there. But, you know, like, I think, like, some you got to be Miami. I like under no circumstance yeah. can you lose to like Miami, that, and that, I think that's I, that's. On I agree with that take. That that like that loss, that whole that series loss. Like, I listen to a lot of Bill uh, Bill Simmons, and I'm I'm definitely in agreement with him that 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 series a lot. Like last year was like the year for the Celtics. Like the best chance that they had to like really win was like the bubble. Like there, it was it was just it was a layup for them, and I think the whole yeah. Gordon Hayward like injury. Again, kind of through him. Um, but in t- to answer the question, like, I think Brad is, I think he's, like, intuitively, like, the like one of the smartest coaches in the league. Like, I think yeah. he really is. I just, I don't think, I don't think, like, he's that great of, like, a leader. Like, he's just, a, he knows the game, but I don't think he has, like, that leader, qu- like, quality to him where he can, like, really rally a team. Like, I think the team needs to do it. Like, he doesn't have, like, that that edge to him that we've like really seen like it's always you talk about the isaiah thomas team like those teams rallied behind isaiah thomas you know what i mean like oh, they, yeah. like like pop like he's not he's not that popovich where like he can just control a team I and control the pop, players yeah yeah pop, like, pop, but he's his emotion yeah Brad but he's like about emotion. as smart as popovich but he just he doesn't have like that you know so it's it's tough because and i think this year too is is tough in general you know i mean I don't want to like put it on like the pandemic, but I mean we're like about to be like forty games in the season here, and the Celtics team hasn't played one game fully healthy. So like that that always like plays into it. But um, I th- I do think don't sign a guy with no knees. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I do think uh, that Brad is like he does he does make players look good in his system. You know what I mean? Like Peyton Pritchard has looked good for being a rookie. Robert Williams has just he's gotten better every single year. And you can say the same thing about Jalen Brown 
making the strides that he's made over the past four years. I mean, everyone knew Tatum was going to be great after his rookie year. That was like a no-given. But no one really thought Jalen Brown was going to be as good as he's been this year, this yeah. quick, this year. Most improved player so, of the year. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think he's I, – I, I don't think – I think – it's always in sports. This is how it gets. You know, what I mean, like when when teams had a rough patch, as bad as the Celtics have been, the first like first person you you blame is like the coach. But in reality, and this is we're kind of moving away from the question now. In reality, a lot of this falls on Danny Ainge. You know, what I mean, like oh yeah, I was gonna. And we've talked about that. this so much. Like, what is Brad really working with? You know, what I mean, outside of Tatum and <laughs> like uh, Brown, your next guy is Kemba who's been a shell of himself. And I mean, he played great last game. I'll give him that. And he's, he's, he has like these highs and, but then he has like, like if I'm looking at a graph, I'm going like a high point and then like a low point for like a few games, then a high point. Like it's just not consistent. Uh, and then Marcus smart. You know what I mean? Those are like your top guys. So it's like, I don't know. It's, I think in terms of when you look at this season, if it turns into an utter failure, you got to look at it as, it falls on Danny Ainge, and I think he's owned up to that. Uh, he, he's he's come out over the season saying like majority of this roster is on my my like my shoulders. Uh, you didn't really you haven't gotten anything for Gordon Hayward yet, so I think the the quick outlet that everyone turns to is obviously Brad Stevens, but in the long run, it's it's more on Danny Ainge. You know what I mean? Because the team is just not this team is not going to win a, a championship. Like this team is not better. One through twelve, than the Lakers are one through twelve, like better the Nets. Like they're just not built like that. So, in in Boston, you expect winning. So it's, I just I don't I I'm more on the, the hate of like Danny Ainge and how he's handled these last few off seasons more than I am, uh, Brad Stevens. I guess so. I'm I'm definitely don't get rid of Brad Stevens. I think Brad Stevens is one of the smartest coaches in the NBA. Uh, but that that's just my whole stance on it. I don't think he's I don't think he should be the scapegoat for this team. Uh, he definitely does make some dumb decisions late game, like very bad decisions late game. But um, I don't know. That, that's where I'm at. But anyways, let's move. Let's move on from Brad Stevens. Just talk about the subjects for these past two weeks. Just, right. just give it to me straight. What are you like your honest opinions over watching this team for the last two weeks? I mean, if they win today, they're they're on a two game win streak. I guess if you call that a win streak, and they go, they gotta they gotta end go into this all-star break with uh you know positive record and they can easily move up to the fourth or even the third seed you know like uh, the the difference between the ninth and the third not that far in the eastern conference but they it's just like this team is bad like yeah really bad like and then there's no like besides that last you know uh the Mavs game where Luka hit that game when he shot they were down by 12 they came back it was like they, it was like they were a reinvigorated team. Like, they were like, we're not losing this game. We can't lose this game. And he hits that shot. I mean, dude, they were playing great defense. And I was like, I wanted to see some intensity on both sides of the ball. And they played great, like, to end the game. And that looked good. But, like, in any other game, they it's just lackluster. There's no effort on the court. They're, they don't, they're not playing good defense. Like, Gallinari should not hit seven threes on you. Like, that, game you was, can, that game was awful. That like he was horrendous. Listen, he's completely washed up. He's never had a thirty. He's only had thirty points twice in his career, twice. That was one. Yeah, that's absurd. And and he had in the last time he did that was twenty twelve. So 
you let a washed old Italian white guy knock down thirty points. Yeah. It's it's embarrassing. Was, like, see, this is my whole thing with the Celtics and like this team is like, their whole game is determined in the first quarter. It's like, yeah. are Jalen Brown and yes. Jason Tatum are they going? Because if they're not going, this team is terrible. Check their check their stat sheets. If they if by the second quarter like it they're like one for six and they're struggling, oh it's game over. They're not yeah, like they're not they're not winning. Uh, unless they like come out in the second half, unless one of them comes out in the second half and has like twenty or thirty in a quarter, like that's yeah, the only like way he to was win. like playoff Tatum shows up and he hits like twenty five points in the second half, like yeah. he did so many times against Miami, and like it's 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 it's, it's so bad. Because you know, I think every game I watch, and I I tend to watch every game there is besides tonight, obviously because we're recording, but we're still keeping track of it. Um, the uh, like there's a lineup that comes into the game. Like even tonight, like you had like a 15 point buffer against the the Wizards right when we hopped on Facetime to to cover. You had like a 15 point buffer, and then we started talking for like a few minutes, and then I looked down at the score, and it was like it went from like 24 to like six to like 24 to 18 in like a matter of like two minutes, and like that's just there's this there's this lineup that comes into the game, and it's usually like after the third sub when most of the starters are out and most of the bench guys are in. That like it's just it it's the rails go off the wall like it's it's they're they just like don't know how to play defense and that's it's given me such a greater appreciation for Marcus Smart uh, because I'm one of the biggest complainers of Marcus Smart on offense uh, I've I've always admired what he did on defense and I always thought um, he, I know he's one of the top defensive players but it just shows so much what he actually brings to this team like on a defense on the defensive end it's so. I think when they get him back, um, it's going to be more of a sense of leadership because he's the veteran on the team, which is yeah. Like... <laughs> I I gotta agree that like defensively, like I've kind of had a newfound appreciation for his defensive abilities. I just like I'm scarred by last season's playoff one. Yeah. Some of those Huck and Chuck threes that he would just 18 seconds on the shot clock and he passed it to Smart. He's just taking a three. Like they want yeah. you to take that. They they expect you to take. I, don't get him like if he hits one, he's taken three bad ones for the like, during the yeah. game. He will take three more bad ones that are just low percentage yeah. shots. He's, you know, I was and looking like, up a crazy stat because uh, I was looking up this crazy or I wasn't looking it up. I was doing uh, this this homework assignment where I had to, like look up stats. He's like fourth or something on the list for like all time threes made in the game. Wow! In the he history of the NBA, game. he had like eleven one game. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, and he put up like uh, or no, maybe it was attempts. No, it was attempts because he had eleven. He was eleven for twenty-two. He put up twenty-two threes in a game once, and I looked at it and I was like, dude, what? So, but like you just said, it's like he makes one, he's missing three. Like he's taking, he's taking three more if he makes one. That's that's how that's how it is, Marcus Smart. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you could. I know there's some criticism out there, Jalen and Jason, and I I gotta say this too, the two Jays. That they don't really, they're not like a superstar like Kawhi and LeBron are. They're not really like the guy who's going to help improve their team. They're more like number. They remind me of Tracy McGrady. I like it's either you got T Mac or you got like guys who like who who make themselves better. They play off others. each other. Like they make each other better. Great. But they don't yeah. make their teammates great. Like but they not don't the, make the whole team. Yeah. LeBron's making Caruso a big deal. Like, you know, yeah. and KCP and all these other guys, like Mo Williams, all throughout his career. They can guys who have like bigger roles and like better like, you know, 
the Toronto is a great example. Like Kyle Lowry's like Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, like Siakam, yeah. OG and Anobi. Like that whole team just blossomed like right under Kawhi. Dude, the, uh, Tatum and Brown couldn't do that for a shit. Like they yeah. couldn't do that. I, if that like, and you know, I think I think if we get like I think like they're still young and that, that obviously that whole argument is there. But I do agree with you that like, and I and I think majority of this comes back to like the roster where it's like. They they can pass they can pass the semi in the corner they can pass to like Langford or whoever it is on the perimeter these yeah. guys just don't make shots you know what I mean okay, they just yeah. like they're just not that great so it had, comes to, so like it comes to like a point where it's like all right do I pass semi the wide open three in the corner or do I just go to the rim yeah the reason why I say it though is because of like the prior problems they've had in previous years when the team was like more talented and those guys were like yeah. You know, they're having problems and i have like a big thing to say afterwards but nothing i've always had beef with like just seeing it now but you know like i do i do also blame it on the fact that the team is basically the main red cross and then two nba all-stars without yeah. um uh, without smart and uh yeah kemba on the court i mean it's gonna be a huge problem when they play a deeper team like philly or a deeper team like the box yeah like, dude, philly's team. been on a tear this year and i, I hate to admit that but they're, they're on a fucking tear like john b is actually like He's like turning into that player that everyone said he could be. It's just where he's unstoppable. Who's gonna stop him? Who on the Celtics no. gonna stop? You got you got the Tyson on him. You gonna This this is the thing is like I was a big believer in, uh, like Tristan Thompson helped fill a void. Yeah. For the Celtics on the on, the rebounding end, which he has, you know, I mean, he's like, but that's all he is. He is like only a rebounder, and that's it. He can't play defense. Maybe he has like ten points, maybe, but yeah. like he just he is only getting rebounds. So you have one big man that only gets rebounds, and then you have Tice, who's like a little bit better offensively, and like the same if we're like a little worse on defense. And you have Robert Williams, who just like is just young and like he's definitely making strides and getting there, but he's not like a he's not like a defensive stopper. You know what I mean? He's just he could be, but he's just not right now. But and this is. The other thing, oh, too, I want to say is he he is going to be, like, it, regarding his health and everything, because that's a big thing that a lot of people forget. It's like he has, like, a health – he's like, a heart, like a, an artery problem in, his, like, his yeah. leg. So that's, like, a big thing, too. But, like, he has the potential to be, like, a very good defensive rebounder and a defensive stopper in a few years if he keeps yeah. getting better the way he has been. You know, you said this earlier, and, and, like, this is, at the end of the day, the biggest problem with the team is uh, – like we, you, you said, uh, Danny Ainge, and I think you, at the core of this problem is Danny Ainge. Like you can't expect Brown and Tatum to get all the assists, yeah. pick up their assist numbers when like the guys they're playing with are trash. Like you know they were when they were younger, they were playing with Kyrie. Last year was the only really year that they were like you know readily like you know superstars playing with their team. They were a good team. They they were a competitive team with like guys on the bench and like we were week in and week out like a very solid team nothing to like be, hang your hat about like mm-hmm. hang your yeah. head down about this year's team is trash like capability, tr- like all caps trash like this is like the worst basketball team and it comes down to Danny Ainge watching I'm blanking on his name now the center from Miami I'm completely bam, bam. yeah you got bam yeah. out of bio abusing you like he he literally made like Tice look like a stiff. Like he was completely. I mean, he was. He is a stiff, but mm-hmm. he 
just like Bam like dominated them, and it was yeah. embarrassing. And it's consistent. Like every year, they've been lacking after Al Horford left, a big center, and like he just came back and he's like, you know what? I don't need a center. I'm going to sign Tristan Thompson and just roll with that. And then the worst thing of all, Gordon Hayward is your like he's your asset. You don't know if you want to trade him. You know he does. You don't know if you want to bring him in, move him back, and say, listen, we got you. Like we're going to get you a bigger role on this team. We just, as long as you're healthy, you're going to have a bigger role. But they essentially just let him walk for nothing. For nothing. And just for like nothing. capital. No. Just like trade capital, which he hasn't acted on. That's that's my whole thing. Is like, all right, I understand that they let Gordon Hayward go. I get that. But you have Gordon Hayward's contract that you can trade for another player, and you're not doing anything. Yeah. And there are just so many... Ath- the only thing I can think of as to why he hasn't made a move yet is because this team just needs so much help across the board that he no, doesn't know no, where to spend it. Like, he doesn't know, know how to... And, and what you're going to give up to get those type... Like, what what do they have to offer? They only have Tatum and... Like, no one wants to take on Kemba's contract. Like, no one wants to take, like, with the way he's playing. So, it's like, what do you, what do the Celtics have to offer? Uh, I think that plays into a large part. But when you got dudes like Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin who literally aren't playing for their teams right now, their teams made it, like, like, public that, like, these guys aren't going to play anymore, looking to trade for them, and you have this big of a problem on the defensive end, and you need someone, anybody to come in and help, go get Andre Drummond. You know what I mean? Like he's not playing. Just go get him. Yeah. And you you're sitting on like thirty million, just not being used. So that that's frustrating too. Um, or uh, I think... an- another one that I really had a problem with. Christian Wood, man, was available for pennies on the dollar compared to other elite centers in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Houston's a competitive basketball team with him as the center on that team. Christian Wood's a solid NBA yeah, player. He's, he's, a, he's a stud. He is a stud, and they just. Like... He, I think he's he's he gonna win Most Improved Player of the Year. He might. He deserves it. Yeah, he might. I think. I think he's probably and, him or Jalen. You know, but yeah, yeah. I think it probably goes to him because he was like, you know, he, he really was like helped nobody last year. Yeah, yeah, he was nobody last year. He really boosted up this Houston team. The problem with Jalen is his uh, his year to year jumps are kind of like small and like there. Mm-hmm. They keep moving like every year, yeah. like you know, two to three more points. And like Woods' jump is like you know remarkable, especially with this Houston team still kind of being competitive basketball team. Good yeah. defensive team. One of the better defensive – one of the best defensive teams, actually, in the NBA. But I think with Gordon or, is – Or another guy. I mean, again, I don't think he's a great fit. Boogie Cousins is literally oh, yeah. free he's a free – Yeah. <laughs> you might as well. Like, you know, I, who – is he toxic? No, he's not. I mean, yeah. he's a championship guy. Like, he can sit on the bench. He's yeah. He was perfectly fine sitting on the Warriors bench, sitting on the Lakers bench, not doing anything. He clearly the best. He's – the yeah. most talented, the best center. And he proved this year where, I think, it, I don't know stats, but, like, he, for a good stretch of games, was, like, averaging a double-double. Like, a yeah. solid, a solid dude. I think he probably wants more of a role or more money, but... I mean, he could have, have a, I mean, we have the role. I mean, the money is questionable. I wouldn't throw too much yeah. money at it. But the role is there here. Like, Tice is sitting on my bench. Like, he'll get 15 minutes. Him, Williams, and Tristan Thompson can split, like, a couple, like, yeah. you know... Well, I also think the biggest letdown, um, and it, it it has backfired on Danny Ainge so far, has been his play at point guard position. I mean, oh, yeah. your brightest sting this year at the point guard position is Peyton Pritchard. In reality, Kemba's been not Kemba, and Jeff Teague looks like he shouldn't even be in the NBA. The guy looks like he should be in like the G League. 
Like I think I'd rather I think I'd rather have Tremont Waters out there over Jeff Teague. Tremont yeah. like at least is like he plays hard and he can make shots and he can move the ball. The only thing is he's like two inches shorter than Jeff Teague. He's like five four or whatever. But Jeff Teague just he looks awful. Yeah. Uh, so th- again, there's just so many issues, and I and we've t- we've we've harped on this. It's all gonna come back to just Danny Ainge. I would just like to say, lose. yeah, and, and I'd like to say last thing about Gordon. He averages twenty one points a game. Like those points are needed. He averaged eighteen last year. I don't know why they just like let him walk like that. Yeah, you like you can't just like let like twenty like eighteen to twenty points walk off your bench like. He was perfectly fine, like playing that role too. He's not a guy who's gonna complain. You can throw a little bit more money at him. Like he's, I don't know. Like he, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But I think with him, yeah. it was pretty obvious that most people wanted him. I mean, the Terry Rozier stuff. I've I've heard a couple people say, "Oh, Terry's better than Kemba." I'm like, you know, at that point, like nobody knew Kemba. Like, Terry was gonna jump this much over Kemba. Yeah, and this. And quickly. it's also been, it's also been like has it two years now. Yeah, it's been two years. Yeah, like so at the point he, where they signed Kemba, he had some injury questions, but he was still the basketball yeah. player. I, listening to is, I don't think like it's all like lost for Kemba. I think I watch Kemba play, and it's like he still resembles the old Kemba. He's just not making shots. That's like really what it is. Like they're not. And so down. like when he's not making shots, he doesn't look good at all because he's he's not a great defender. He's not great in the paint. I mean, if you actually watch Kemba, he gets blocked. Like, driving to the basket by a big man, like, at least four times a game. It's just, like, how it is. But if he's not making shots and he can't really, like, get to the basket, he's kind of, like, useless. And now his shot is, like, again, it's just very inconsistent. But he is still a great ball handler. He still moves the ball well. Like, he's still – he's just not, like, productive in terms of stats. You know what I mean? He's just – he's not there. And I think when you're shooting one for 11 from three – you can't, like, I know it's Kemba. Cardiac Kemba. I get that. But, I mean, give it, like, pass the ball up. Like, late-game situations, I, I just, I don't think he should be the guy taking the late-game shot if you're shooting, like, two for 20. Like, you, you gotta pass it. Like, that's some Marcus Smart type stuff that, like, drives people crazy. So, again, a lot of problems. And the only positive thing is that the East is, like, very competitive in terms of, the records of all the teams, like like you said, yeah. they they could finish this break in the third spot in the East, yeah, with a few wins here because that's how close the Eastern Conference is. So I don't know if that means the Eastern Conference is awful or the Eastern Conference is good. I don't know. It looks more like they're they're bad, but there's it's not like it's not like all this team's yeah, not making the playoffs. They're trash. It's a competitive league in terms of the trash teams in this league and how they were performing. The thing they got to do is get like two or three other role guys, like at least minimum two role guys. Somebody who can score, somebody who can defend better. You got to do something there. Like I yeah. just I can't. Payton's all right, but he's definitely not going to be. He can't be the best guy you have off your bench. He just can't. Yeah, I agree. Um. All right. Let's um. Do we want to just make the jump? Do we want to spend a little time in the past? Well, we talked about the Pats already a little bit. I think, yeah, we, I think we there's have just a, a ton weeks. of speculation. Yeah, I think there's just a lot of speculation going on right here. The one thing I do want to say about the Patriots, I'll say it quick, and I've said it before, um, and I don't know if I told you this, so I did. I wanted to get your take on this, is uh, the thought of like 
the Pats making a trade at QB before free agency starts. Do you think like now they should make a trade for a quarterback? Like I think like these next few weeks, if you're trying to like really go all in or and we're trying to like rebuild this team to be like very like a Super Bowl competitor next year, you have to establish a quarterback before free agency so you can go get some, some better offensive weapons. Yeah. Uh I think uh, first off, I don't think Bills need to do that. I think he prefers cheap quarterbacks and develops good teams around him. He 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 skimped out on Brady for so long. Unless it's like a Deshaun Watson type, and we, we just don't have the, like anything at all to provide them, we'd have to give up like first and second this year, first and second next year, first and second year after that, and then more, and, and they would want even more. And like I, we just don't obviously have all that to offer, and you can't. I don't think you can offer more than three NFL draft picks, like uh, three years out of picks. So that's also a huge problem. Yeah. Uh, but you know. I, I, I still think, you know, the AFC East is still right for the taking. I I don't like Josh. I don't think Josh Allen's that good. I Dude, just, I, I, I saw this take. Did you – I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. Homeboy said the Jets were better than the Patriots. Oh, And this dude, dude is I, a paid NFL analyst. I was like, dude, are you serious? Oh, I, mean, I, I think like, I know who you were talking about. I know who you were talking about. Uh, it was, yeah, I, I think it was Terrell Davis or it was. Yeah, I watched that take and I was like, dude, get the yeah, hell out of here, dude. That's a stupid that take. Is, that is the dumbest take that's I've a, ever heard in my The life. Patriots beat the Jets twice and then at the end of the year they killed them. Like, Yeah, and the Patriots like, were like two games away from the playoffs and the Jets won like four games. They yeah, won like two games all season. What what talent do they have compared to the Patriots that are like yeah. exceptionally better? Like I'm not. We're both trash, like talent wise yeah. for the future. But I'm not like I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like you know. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're they have like, anything uh, like better than us. Their their like claim to it was that the the Jets had more cap space this year. They have three more. The Patriots they, have three million dollars. Like they have three more million dollars in the past. It's, and the, I was like, dude, and they talk about terrible. like Greg Sala, like a young coach. I'm like. Get get that shit yeah. out of here, man! Like you, like yeah. it's insane. Bill Belichick literally put this like like preschool Dude. team like to the. Bars. How about this? And this goes back to the question on uh, the question question oh, yeah, answer, answer about the Cam thing. Yeah. Um, there were claims if Cam Newton's brought back, Bill Belichick should be fired. Oh, that's insane! I saw that too. That's insane. That is a dude. That's a joke. I mean, people. Some people are just like so stupid. Uh, and, yeah, and if I, you think, let's put it this: if you're listening to podcast right now, and and you think that Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick should be fired if he brings back Cam Newton in the quarterback pool that he has right now, you're an absolute idiot. Like yeah, you're, he, you're you're just an idiot. I don't want Jimmy. I don't want the arbitrage. Like they don't. They're not gonna pay Jimmy twenty five million to be like to play. No, like I, that's the thing is he's not gonna overpay like. I trust Bill Bel- This is what Bill Belichick's great at, and I put this in most of the uh, most of my blog articles. Bill Belichick has had a rough few years as a GM, but if you look at his entire like position as a GM, he's the best GM there ever is because of what he can do with the calories, uh, uh salary cap. Okay, yeah. In the he's- way he can sign players, he can sign Danny Amendola, who is a clutch performer in the playoffs for three million dollars. He can sign Julian for six, a Super Bowl MVP for six million dollars. Yeah, like easy. That's what people forget. And, and think about this: one year of losing 
just sends everyone to spiral. Everything, just, everybody just loses their mind. You know, like the debate, you you could hear it too. The debate between in Boston area, the debate between Brady and Belichick was heated. It was 50-50. And now everyone's like, oh, I was on Brady like the entire time. Like, you know, Bill like sucks. And I'm like, dude, he turned like Kyle Van Noy into wine. Like he turned yeah. like, like Jamie Collins. Like he, he, he let Jamie Collins take his big contract. He wasn't that good in Cleveland. He bounced around the league a couple of times, came back, and we won a Super Bowl with him, and we had a great linebacker trio, and the team looked great. Yeah. And, like, it's, it's what he does. Like, he signs, like, guys like Darrell Revis, like, builds up, like, you know, signs Stephon, lets Malcolm Butler walk, because to why get, wouldn't you? And to get Stephon Gilmore. And to get Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, all pro. Like, that's, like, the type of moves you got to make. You know, yeah, am I going to quit? He's the one position that he's been god-awful at, like, hot trash. He's wide receiver. Yeah, that's that's just the thing. Like, go. And I, I think I think majority Pittsburgh. of that has to do with the uh, it with the fact that he's had Brady, who is undoubtedly the greatest quarterback, and can, yeah. like you just said, yeah. turn anybody into wine because he's, it's Tom Brady. Yeah, he's like, also look, just, he's probably looking for the wrong things in wide receivers. Probably not looking for yeah. sheer talent, but maybe guys who fit systems well. Yeah, and like sometimes you gotta just like go after the scary Terry, like uh, Terry McLaurin, and like the, the yeah. Team. Like you can't let DK and AJ. Yeah, Brown. the DK like, thing. The DK thing is gonna haunt him forever. I mean, yeah. Nikhil Harry's never gonna be. Doesn't yeah. look like it's very. He's probably never gonna or, be uh, DK. So his wide receiver positioning is gonna haunt him. But I don't know. I just I can't believe people make the claims that like. And then I don't also, even believe the whole. Cleveland this is my whole thing too. with the whole Brady Belichick thing. Is like, I, it's it's neither. You know what I mean. No, like it, it's, it's together. Yeah, it's just like the, it, in all reality, that's how it is. If you look at it, Bill Belichick was two games removed from the playoffs. Yeah, with that team you just had, with eight opt, eight starting opt outs, I and mean, like losing your quarterback. Let's be real. Besides, like you know, the leadership aspect, which is really important, and the you know, the all that stuff that he brings to the the kind of you know push and the determination to like get like guys to play above like, how they have been playing. And, you know, just get the championship, like, mojo and into these guys. Like, Brady didn't do anything with that team that, like, on the field-wise, like, that, like, exceptionally blew them out of the water. Like, he didn't do anything that Mahomes couldn't do. Couldn't do anything that any any other great quarterback couldn't do. You know, like, I start to, you know, I'm never going to entertain the, the Manning or Brady debate or any of the other quarterbacks. But in this situation, like, a lot of other great quarterbacks would have done the same thing. Like, they had, like... When you're number five wide receiver, Scotty Miller, and this guy's actually like really fucking good. Yeah. Like your team is. And your when you're coming straight. from the Patriots, who has th- nothing? Like yeah, your third tight end is C- Cameron Bright, who's a solid NFL tight end. I mean, like I, I'm not like raving about him, but they had OJ Howard and Gronkowski over him. Like yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. He's been a. If you've been in the league for eight years, like you're a solid player. Like you're not like trash. Yeah. Like you, you don't bounce around for eight years. And I, and I think that that's what's like lost on everyone in this whole this whole I call it a garbage debate because yeah it was a, it's a lose lose for Bill Bill Belichick and it was a win win for Brady like if yeah, it, 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 looking no at what. it objectively that's how it was like the unless Patriots, Brady completely sinks yeah and like do we remember what the Patriots looked like in Tom Brady's last game they were yeah. fucking terrible like they were awful they were terrible uh, they were bad and they bad. had no one they had no one. And I, I wrote about this. It's like, dude, if I was Tom Brady and I'm looking at this team, I wouldn't want to come back to it either. Like, I only got no. four years max maybe left. I'm not spending my last four years with this garbage, like this trash team. I'm going to go he, to a better team. 
he landed on the perfect spot, and they're probably never going to have all this talent ever again. They're going to lose Sue. They're going to lose Dave. They might lose uh, yeah. David. They can, they, if they sign David, they can lose Barrett. If they sign if they sign Barrett, they probably lose David. You know, just all the way those things mm-hmm. work. Uh, White's a beast, so I don't know why they would spend all their money on David. You know, I, I don't know. Like it, it, both of them are really good players. And then defensively, all the DBs are young, younger guys. So they, they'll be fine on the back end. But you just like kind of lose the talent here and there. You're gonna lose AB. You're most likely yep. going to lose. You could lose Godwin, or if you lose Godwin or AB, you probably will probably be able to save one of them. Yeah, I feel like AB is better off in there. I think. I, I like, think they might. I saw they might like. Uh, I forget their moves are the like, more interesting. They might offer. Guys. They might offer Godwin like what he's asking for in franchise tag. Uh, I forget who it was. David maybe. Or yeah. Barrett. Yeah. Or ba- oh no. Oh, I think it was David, and they might let Barrett like leave. Yeah, I mean, he, or offer bar- like, or you can pull a Chiefs and go all in on like these guys and give them these crazy things, and hope they don't get injured. You know, what I mean, like that's. that's I mean, they they got play. some talent. Like, I think wide receiver wise, you got to let some of them go. Like Johnson needs to pl- try out. You got to give like guys like Johnson and yeah. Miller a chance to shine. Like with Mike Evans, you know, AB's not gonna. Call. I don't know about AB, but like I think you should definitely, you know. Is it Gronk technically a free agent? Technically, he is. he's coming back. He's going back. Yeah, his his value yeah, is obviously there as a blocker and as a wide yeah. receiver. Like it's just like you just need him there. You can't like you have to respect his like his talent and everything yeah. and his size. So you just they're gonna be good. I mean, on the Patriots end, like the Belichick debate with Brady's trash. They're both equally partners in this situation. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I'm like oh team Bill. Like I don't know Brady's Brady's a goat. Like he's better yeah, than Brady's, all these quarterbacks. I, that's the thing. I, Brady's he, my favorite player of all time. Like yeah. don't like don't get me wrong, but like when he Bill came Belichick down got to shafted it, this year. I hate <laughs> I hate for that I, I I want I want your opinion on this before we move on. Like I heard this this talking about this big guy on TikTok about like you know his the football take and his take was Manning was better than Brady. Manning's stats were better than Brady. He was five times MVP. And when it was up to Brady to put up numbers, he put up insane amount of numbers. Like he led in two thousand two, he led the league in touchdowns. Nobody talks about it, but he led. He, he was above Manning, and like Manning had Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne and Edger and James like for half of his career, like for like the most healthy yeah. portions of his career. And then he also played with the, that great Broncos team. You can't really like like you have like Brady's defense helped him, and that was the Bill aspect. But it was also like you know when it was up to Brady to do what he needed to do. He put up those numbers, and he wasn't always expected to put up heavy numbers. Like he was just like he didn't have to. They didn't spend a hundred. He his willingness to take a cheaper salary and not spend it all on himself, and then like value his other teammates mm-hmm. and, and the guys and play within that system is huge compared to Manning. They gave him all this money, and it was up to him to dominate. That was it. Yeah, it was. You live by Manning, you die by him. And that's not really. I, I think I think that that's that's the best thing. Like the great Tom Brady's greatest achievement is his ability to take as many pay cuts as he did. And that just shows the type of person that Tom Brady is. Is like, he actually doesn't care. Like, he didn't he didn't care about the money. Like, he just, he wanted to win. And it, it, it plays into why Belichick was able to build these great teams. He's not paying a quarterback $20 million a year, $20 plus billion a year. Like, he's not paying these crazy salaries. I mean, and it was just understanding. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, like it was just this... There was this understanding between Brady and Belichick that Brady didn't need the money. You know what I mean? He didn't need it. He just wanted to win. And I think 
this is where the credit to Bill Belichick comes in is abling, like being able to get five guys for ten million. Yeah, you know I mean, like being able to do what he did and build like not just a, a starting team, building an entire team with the with the amount of money he has. Yeah, um, I, that's the biggest credit to Belichick for sure. Yeah, so, I, I I think that the Bell hate hate needs to stop. We'll be fine. We were close to making the. We literally lost. I nobody talks about it. We lost like four or five games by. I think what did we we go seven to nine. Half of those, half of those losses came by like a touchdown last second. T. You lose to Seattle. Yeah, one play came down to one play. That was it. I'm nothing more to say about that. Yeah, they were. I mean, we we know how the Patriots season played out. It was uh, disappointing to say the least. So, um, all right, let's move on here because this is something that me and you are both very uh, very interested in. And uh, I've actually um, shout out to my uh, my friends Kale and Connor Gilbert, uh, Life in the Basement. Uh, I was on their podcast. I want to say like two or three weeks ago now. Um, Talking about this, uh, they, they had me on specifically for this. Uh, it was it's WandaVision. Um, so if you guys, if none of you guys have watched it, um, if you're planning on watching it in the future and uh, you don't you don't want to have it be spoiled for you, I recommend you stop listening now. Uh, cut the podcast short. I won't take any offense to it. Um, but we're gonna talk about well, we're gonna talk about most of the, most of the season, and we're gonna harp more majority on uh, the last episode here uh, that happened, and then the final episode, which is coming up next week. But Abel, they they all know my uh, my stance on Wandavision, where how I feel about it, and um, so just just let everyone know where uh, where you're I love at. The show. show, I think it's uh, definitely top Marvel like material. I think it's like it moves up the ranks for me time like of all the things i like to watch from marvel like i'll come back and watch this it's a great story and i think wanda's the main character is awesome like her potential is through the roof she you know sometimes female leads aren't always like the way they write female leads isn't always the best like captain marvel is not my favorite i feel like yeah she the, the issues with her are kind of different like they they wanted her to be great she didn't earn it. Like, she didn't earn it from us that, like, she was, like, a, a character to care yeah. about. She was yeah, always kind of, yeah. like, mean to people. She wasn't even around. Like, she doesn't know the camaraderie and the stuff like that. And, like, she, yep. you're not big shit. Like, she's not. But, like, Rwanda, like, she worked her way up there. We watched her trauma. We watched her relationship. It's awesome. It's a great story. And I love the show. I think it's a 10 out of 10. Yeah. And I, 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 I mean, like, I, I could go on for. I don't even know how long here. I think this show is, um, especially for people who follow Marvel. You know, what I mean, like there's, there's like those people that like you follow the movies and like you, you don't like you watch the movie and you try and piece it together. But I mean, like if you follow Marvel, like uh, I really got into Marvel my summer of uh, like after oh, I graduated high school. That summer, right. when I was at um. When I was going to Quinnipiac, we were there at like summer, uh, taking summer classes, and we weren't like no one was on campus, so there was nothing to do like in the middle of the day. So I was like, "Yo, screw it! I'm just gonna watch every Marvel movie," and I like got so into it. So for, and I just I love where they're going I got a, with it. And all I got this, something um, real similar to that. Like I just like how you said that there. Well, for me, it was uh, you know, back in the summer before I went to school, it was Game of Thrones. So I was a huge Game of Thrones guy, but you know, the way it ended, it really sour taste in my mouth. We're not gonna talk yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. 
Yeah, we don't. We don't got that. That was the thing. I used to watch a bunch of things, and I used to listen to stuff. For me, Marvel was uh, the end of my junior year of high school. Like, no, I think it was. I don't know. It was around then, and I had watched. You know, I was a casual. Like, I was a guy who, you know, I knew the Avengers. I watched the Mm -hmm. Avengers. Went to the movies when I was younger, and see to see casual guy. You know, it came to. uh, I was like, what is this Guardians of the Galaxy? And I was like, what is this? And I watched that movie just randomly, and I was like, the, I've watched that movie so many times. It's crazy. I love the movie. I love the songs in it. Yeah. Like, I love the opening scene. I love Come and Get Your Love because of that. Like, I love that song. And, dude, it's awesome. it was an awesome. Yeah. Those movies, it started a those, crazy stretch. Those and movies I've literally awesome. watched, yeah. like, you know, like these like, YouTube videos, like, quick, like, you know, like this, like on IGN yeah. and stuff. I mean, this is, this is where I'm at. Like, you have to, like... If you, if you really want to, like, understand everything that goes on in Marvel and, like, you want, like, that feeling that people get when they go watch, like, yeah. Endgame and, but, like, you're, like, screaming yeah. at the movie theater, like, you got to, you got to, like, watch the videos yeah. after, uh, Into these. after, because they're just, and they're so know, good. Uh, especially because I was a DC guy when I was younger, I like the Batman animated series, I've, like, been rewatching some of those things, I like those, like, you know, Batman Justice League was awesome. And, like, I wasn't a big Marvel guy. Yeah. You know, I like the Spider-Man movies. You would watch, like, things that were popular. But, like, this is, like, different. Like, it's this is awesome. Like, the whole yeah. connectivity of it. Yeah. The fact that they're getting... That, and that's that's the best part. And I think... Um, I think that, like, that's that's definitely the most satisfying the thing too. to me. Is, like, the... Yeah. Like, the connectivity of, like, everything. Every single movie connects in some way. Like, that is... That, that's awesome. Uh, and then, again, I just... My favorite character, everyone knows this. My favorite character was, uh, was, uh, Iron Man. I just, I loved like the the role that Robert Downey Jr. and the way he played Iron Man. I thought it was just he was my, it was my favorite. So that that really got me into it too. But now, obviously, we're past that. Um, we're, <laughs> we're on to a little bit of uh, different stuff here. But WandaVision, the first um the first of its kind in terms of it being the first show that connects to the mcu which is crazy um i i agree with with everything you said i think it's you know most people well i want to ask you this question actually how did you feel after the first two episodes Uh, be honest i knew it had potential i I had respect for the i I yeah all right so okay i was like why are people disrespecting the show i love this tiktok about it so i'm like you know obviously i reference tiktoks because i think it's funny to watch some of these some kid is like you got to be stupid to just sit there and like think the show is bad because like it's like the night like yeah. i could tell i was like it's gonna be the 50s 60s 70s it's gonna keep going more and the sci-fi and the, the science and the mystery aspect of it is gonna pop like what do you yeah. expect this thing to be like she's literally surrounded by her husband is dead this dude like something crazy is gonna happen she's dead, dead. Like, yeah, she, yeah. this dude is not real and you watch it with your own eyes his head get ripped out and you watch it so you know there's something yeah. afoot there's no way and i like I was like, you know, like this is the fun, and like the scene where like, uh, the the first scene in the the first episode at the dinner, the the business dinner, I thought that was kind of creepy, and I liked it. Episode two was yeah, it was it didn't have that uh, like kind of mysterious aspect to it, mm-hmm. and yep. but everything afterwards perfect, ten out of ten. See my 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 like thing, the first episode I was like, all right, this is like, like you just said, the dinner table scene, you knew it was like, all right, something's like something's weird here. And then the second episode, when they walk out into the street, 
in the beekeeper oh, yeah. dude gets oh, yeah. up from the sewer and she just says yeah. no. When I she forgot. says no, yeah. I was like, dude, oh, I'm hooked. I forgot. I was about like, I'm hooked. That. Like it's this gonna is good. gonna be a crazy yeah, series. She controls it. Yeah. I was like, oh, you know, she could be the bad guy. She could be this and like, I think like you know, I don't know how much you know about all like the details about House of M, like that storyline in the comics. Yeah, so I so I've never gotten like I never gotten to like the actual comics of it, the but videos. again, like I watch the yeah. I watch like the videos and like when I go down to a, a YouTube rabbit hole, I like oh, I go uh, f- off, yeah like, full steam. Like you want to learn the history? Yeah. You you like, could watch like a YouTube. Yeah, exactly. I want to know you everything. Could watch about like it. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. there's a kid who posts like full like the whole story like and he'll read it and just like tell you everything in a whole like video and it could be like an hour. He's gonna yeah, give you the yeah. whole thing. You know, like House of M stuff is super cool. Like she becomes like you know she she's got like this ultimate power. I don't know if the season's gonna end like that. Like with her destroying the universe, opening up the multiverse. Yeah, I feel like they're not ready to do that. But she has potential to like further do that down the line. Yeah. So we t- we talked about that in um we talked about that and I think it it doesn't really relate. I mean it relates, but I mean the the implications of uh, them doing something like that drastic. Uh, in a TV show, I think would be kind of like detrimental mm-hmm. to yeah. what they've done so far. Like, I think that like if you're gonna introduce something of that nature, you ha- you can't do it in like a TV show that like your company that that like owns you hosts on like your platform. Like, you have to do it like in the movies where like it's gonna I be like, have crazy. To fuck hit. that for a sec because like nobody went to go see the end of the Star Wars series. I like Star Wars too. And that nobody is cared true. about the, the, yeah. the, what do you call it? I don't fucking remember the name of the movie because it was that bad. Uh, the Skywalker or something. Yeah, the last, the last one. one. Yeah. yeah, the last and one. And their best show was literally The Mandalorian. Like, everyone was obsessed with it. And that was their yeah. main draw. And now it's, they've realized it is. So, you know, if if you're saying, like, you can't have some crazy thing happen that, that shakes up the whole Marvel universe. See, th- what, what, they, what they might be able to do... See, like, I don't know though. I I I have conflicting ideas. Side note: They can't like, really do anything because uh, Spider-Man comes afterwards, so yeah. you can't change too much. Only yeah. stuff to Wanda, maybe in the future. Well, here's my question to you: Is like, Doctor Strange is involved somehow. Like, I think I think the next cameo here, or the next, like, I think we're gonna get a, not a cameo, but I think we're gonna get an appearance of Doctor Strange. At I think the end of this somehow because and my my only theory behind it is how does Agatha sense all this? Strange does, but Doctor yeah, Strange. She's does. a magical wizard. She spent her yeah. whole life, as you saw in the beginning of the episode, whole life like you know like doing this magic stuff. She's freaked. She's pissed off because Wanda's got the power to do all these things. Doctor Strange's gonna show up. He's got to. But also, yeah, I, I think he's also, got. At it. first, I thought it was gonna be somebody from the Doctor Strange universe. I mean, not the Doctor X Men universe because I've seen all those X Men movies too. Because Paul Bettany, this is outside of the actual TV. He's talked about mm-hmm. like somebody he's loved and respected his entire life that he's never worked with, and he's British. Ian McKellen and uh, what's his name? I'm blanking on the, the guy who plays Professor X. Uh, Magneto, Professor X, are both uh, older, and like you know, he has probably has a lot of respect for them. So I don't know. Magneto, Magneto's technically her father. So he's so this is crazy. He's worked with the older he, one. Uh, whatever his name is he's worked with him in uh the da vinci code not in uh like they were both in the da vinci code together uh i forget what it was yeah i forget the guy's name but they were they were in the da vinci code so and i 
My whole thing was like I doubt they would cast. Um, I mean, they could obviously, but like if if they're gonna bring Magneto over, it's probably gonna be the younger version. Patrick Stewart. Sorry, oh, Patrick Stewart is his name. Yeah, yeah, Patrick Stewart. So yeah, yeah. yeah that's I'm thinking too. They gotta bring uh, the. They'd, they'd probably because I mean um, Michael Fassbender, the older version. He's just like he's like yeah he's yeah, like he's, he's like really old, old now. Like the, the old like he's just actually like it's it'd be tough to introduce like yeah, an eighty yeah. year old into like the MCU. Yeah, and they they care a um, lot about the future, so Fassbender would definitely be a better one yeah. to choose. And yeah, and the thing is, the cool thing is that Wanda's had pop. Like what the episode showed us is that she's a mutant. She's not a real. She's a hundred percent a mutant. Yes, this last la- that's what this about, last episode yeah, showed. Yes. Man, that's awesome. She's so she was See at first like I didn't I didn't pick up on that until I watched the YouTube video. Like at first when I was doing it, like they they go over it so quickly where it's like she like I think Agatha says something where it's like she she says something about like Wanda not, like controlling the bomb yeah. not to go off. And like but like I didn't get that until yeah, I watched the YouTube I, video. Like I would have, I would have cla- like glossed over yeah, that. I was in a, if I like. I mean, I, I watched it a second time, but like I, I would have glossed over you it. A second like, time, I watcher? did gloss over it. You yeah. always watch them at the end. Okay. Oh yeah. No, yeah, second. But I watch a YouTube video and then I go okay. Back. They, I definitely try to watch it before the next episode, yeah. but I think that's a bad idea. People shouldn't be doing that because it gets you too anticipated for the first one. Like I tried it. Like I'll literally <laughs> have it on while, and I'm like, I can't think about it, so I'm probably gonna watch it like somewhat tonight or something like that because. The, men- the mental yeah. thing aspect of it is you're just super excited for the next. But my thing is, the episodes are short. Like, the last episode should have been longer. They gave us a recap of her life. We know her life. You gotta give us more than yeah. that. You Like, this last episode can't be, like, her fight and then that's it. Like, we need to know who, who Agatha works with. Yeah, that that's, that's gotta be my biggest complaint with this series is that the episodes are... They're they're throwing so many things in here, like so many different um, yeah. Easter eggs. Yeah, I think it's different when you throw Easter eggs from uh, like when they do these breakdowns of the Easter eggs in a movie. Yeah. It's different because the movie is like completed yeah. start to finish, but in a TV show, when you release things like every week, the the Easter eggs that are broken down, like there's so many different paths that this can like go down that it's. I think I, I agree with you that like there's just so my, many questions my that need to be answered. Is that Vision's gonna fight the the White Vision. I think uh, the voice of Ultron could have the voice of Ultron. We don't know, but he's gonna definitely fight. Those two are gonna fight. She's gonna fight Ag- Ag- uh, Agnes or whatever. There's a chance that Mephisto may like end credit scene, but I don't really know what everybody else in the this the show is gonna do. I don't even know what questions I have left. Like besides like. My questions come from the things that were told to us outside of the universe, not from the show, but outside of it. Because, so like yeah. the questions that we have is who is a special guest that's coming in, the Mandalorian type surprise that they've been hyping mm-hmm. up, and the questions are like, you know, that's really the only question I have. And then like, are we going to get like, how's the multiverse going to open up? How is like this and that stuff? And yeah. this is stuff like we know is going to come, but we don't know how it's going to come. And it kind of takes a yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be sh- I wouldn't be shocked if because again, it's Kevin Feige. He does this all the time. I wouldn't be shocked if like this episode, the multiverse yeah. is opened up. It'd be a great lead into Doctor Strange. It it makes sense because Wanda is like confirmed in oh, Doctor yeah, she's Strange. A big role. 
or, or Elizabeth Olsen, yeah, is confirmed like she's in the movie. Um, so that would make sense. Uh, in terms of the whole Mephisto thing, so I I did call this like when I went on the the Life in the Basement Brother podcast. I was like, uh, I was like this this lady Agnes is like a hundred percent Agatha Harkness. She's a hundred percent Agatha Harkness. So. Uh, I can't remember what I said for Mephisto, but I... I it's, he's got to be in it. It came along the lines of, like, is... And this is where I'm at now after watching episode 8. Is the rabbit someone? someone? Yeah, you know, the thing is, she's really frustrated with Wanda for a reason. Not only for the power reason, but, like, you know, like, there's something that's driving her. And it's got to be, like, maybe yeah. it's Ralph. It could, like, Ralph, you can't bring up Ralph. Who the hell is Ralph? That's what I know. Who's Ralph? Ralph. (laughs) So much in the story. In this dude, this mythical husband that she has, not around, you can't see. Like, you know, if Ralph wasn't a big deal, Ralph would show up as a character. But she doesn't have Ralph with her. So he's got to be somebody. Like, that's like, it's got, it's guaranteed it's got to be somebody. So I texted you about this too. Another question I have is how does, like, who the hell is this Fiatro. Like, I think who he, is the guy? How does he have powers? I, I think she's probably using every ounce of her ability to like, you know, like kind of like use that. I don't know what she's doing. I honestly thought the X-Men universe was a shoe-in to happen when I saw him show up. I was yeah. like, oh X-Men, this is X-Men. Yeah. And then like Magneto's coming. So what if what if that is um Deadpool, see, this is the thing is like and I wish I, I knew the comics uh, more about is actually like a movie now in the Marvel Universe. So like, I, he's coming one, right? out. The next Deadpool movie is a Marvel Deadpool. Like he is a part of the universe. So I don't yeah. know what he's gonna do. I was gonna have in the Spidey Spider Man one is about like the other Spider Man too. It's like I love. I don't know if you've seen Spider Verse. The, the uh, yeah yeah yeah. yeah the I saw the cartoon. Fucking insane. Yeah, great that movie. one was great. Yeah, that, honestly, that one was great, actually great. I, I I said this to one of my friends. I was like, you, for anybody who wants to watch that movie, definitely the most relaxing movie. It just makes you happy and just like you enjoy it. It's a vibe. It definitely yeah. is. But as you were saying, uh, you know, I think it's. I don't know. See, the, I'm not like so dead on the fact, like on the thought of the multiverse isn't going to be thrown, uh, thrown out in this next episode. I think there's going to be a giant fight, but I also think. Like, there's also the potential for, at the very end, somehow, due to the fight, something happens, the multiverse is opened, or this is, Agatha pulled Homeboy, Quicksilver, from the thing, and, like, he just actually has no idea where the hell he is. spell or something, or who knows. Yeah, like, he just has no idea what's going on. I, I'm not so, like... You think she has the power to do that? that, that I still I think like that's that a full thing. insane. That's like kind of a Wanda level. Power. Yeah, that's 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 where I'm like, so the the contrary to what I just said, I think if they did that, Kevin Feige, that would be like the most that would be you know so fucked for everyone because everyone when they saw Evan Peters as Quicksilver was like, oh my god, they still owe us a good amount of time episode wise for they say it's six hours, and if they include the if they include just movie time like actual like tell like us watching it uh, yeah, yeah, yeah not like the, we don't know we don't know the difference the they thing. say everything is around six hours 
if it's like actual like six hour like television hours and like what we're watching on the screen like both of the characters it they owe us like two and a half hours but i don't believe that's so yeah i think it's like they owe us like maybe an hour and 45 minutes like that's like how they haven't given us much time at all even with the end credits most first two yeah. episodes are 20 something minutes like if you do the math, I wish I did it before this. They still owe us around like they're probably gonna give us another ten minutes of credit, but we might get an hour and fifteen minute show. Don't hit me on. That'd be that'd that be, be great because here's my thing: is we talked about this. There's so many things that need yeah. to be answered, um, and I, I want to rewind back to episode eight and just kind of like go through these like the the flashbacks because I think episode eight like kind of like, caught a lot of flack. For, like, just things happening, like, in the actual real time. Um, but I think it gave, like, it finally gave a backstory to, like, Wanda. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't, like, there was no, like, we got a backstory to, like, every other hero. We didn't really never got, like, a backstory to Wanda. Other than just meeting her and knowing, like, why she was a part of Hydra and all that. But so, like, to actually see those events, like, play out and not be, like, an entire movie. Be, like, a 15-minute segment in a show. I thought that was pretty good. But... I want to, like, harp on this um, because this question I had the entire show was the stone in Vision's head. Was it, like, oh, the real? One that's in his head, like, currently? Like, in, but, like, in the oh, head. No, I don't think it's real. Because, because when he, when they show her creating Vision, it's not the red coming off. It's the yellow coming off to create Vision, which is, like... And that uh that scene where in episode eight where she like interacts with the mind stone, I think she actually like has the like part of like what the mind stone can do like in like sh- yeah. that's her ability. I mean, I think which would be crazy. I mean, that's kind of the power. I mean, this the MCU could be different than like the comic book version of it, but you know they could you know the the Infinity Stones have a huge role in this the MCU. They could be a chance that a lot of her power, you know, she has powers, witch powers beforehand, but a lot of her powers come from the Mind Stone giving her amplified power rather than her just being like the Scarlet Witch type of thing. Like her, the Mind Stone gives her this like exceptional power, but I think Vision is dead for sure. I think he's gone and it just helps her as a character grow. Like I think she needs to kind of, I would love to see him back. He's just a robot, so See, you can just bring him back. The the best thing for me to like look into that is like, is this Paul Bettany's life? I don't. Uh, he, he's awesome. That he's, he's signed awesome. on to do. That like he's signed on to because like if he's if he's signed on to do more movies, he one of these visions is making yeah, that. I mean, if it's either gonna be the white one or it's gonna be the white one the is Ultron, one. like in the comics, legend. I mean, for sure it's Ultron. So you could have the voice yeah. of Ultron coming back in his thing. That could be pretty interesting, or it could just be Paul Bettany's voice. But you know, I, I don't really know how they're gonna move forward with this. I, I'm I'm excited. And and are the, I, kids, are the kids dead? I don't are think they they're not real. real? But the new Avengers movies coming out. So that I you know it's easy to piece this thing together. Uh, Hawkeye and his daughter have a show. Kate Bishop and Hawkeye. You have uh-huh. the Hawkeye show. You got Miss yep. Marvel coming on. So you have like two of the first like uh, Avengers, the Young Avengers. Those two kids can be the, uh, a part of the Young Avengers too, so they essentially have a Young Avengers storyline. Like, so do you, so do you think that one, the, those kids are coming Wanda, out? Of the no, they're not coming out after this. She's gonna come out alone, and she's probably gonna go through Doctor Strange stuff alone. But 
if Mephisto's a bad guy in Doctor Strange, man, they could come out with a season two with her trying to deal with, like, the magical world. You know, getting her kids back. You know, like, she loses her kids after this. They, That's, that would that be an would awesome be show. It could be a like, movie. You could make a movie out of that. I'd watch it. I'm, I'm interested to see how Marvel ends this because like of this is they've never done TV. So are they going to end it like on a on a, like a like a happier note for like the character or is it going to end on like a Wanda's like she's just like grown from being depressed and now she just knows she's she has the power to do all this stuff and like everything is fake. Vision's not coming out of the hex. The kids aren't coming out of the hex. Like, how is this going to end? That Because th- there's so many different avenues for it to go. I, I'm just, I'm honestly really excited. Like, I can't wait till Friday uh, for for this next episode to come out. Because I think it's going to be great. Yeah, I agree. And uh, last question I that I have for this. Uh, when, uh, not when, but uh, I'm blanking on how I would say this. What time do you watch your episode? We're on the East Coast. Like, right like so right right, right when you wake up because it doesn't come out yeah because it doesn't come out till 3 a.m on thursday or in yeah i try to get up like i woke up at 7 today on uh, thursday i get excited man. Yeah. i get super like i really look forward to it and i'm excited for the future episodes so this is gonna be great there's a marvel uh yeah. show coming out every week for the rest of the year so it's, uh, it's yeah. gonna be a long year Dude, I think Loki's gonna the Loki show. Oh, the TVA is gonna be an awesome story to tell because it's like they're the time variance authority. They essentially have control over all the universes, so they like they monitor and police all that stuff. So Loki broke the rules because he left his timeline. Should have been arrested. So he's gonna. They're gonna like you know that whole thing that he's under and like the Owen Wilson character and like that black woman. I'm blanking on the name, but they're like the part of the police system. Usually they all look like the same kid. Got you. Oh, that dude. That's another thing. We're not even talking about WandaVision. We're not even talking about Monica yeah. Rambeau. She's like legitimately yeah, a new superhero. She's a photon. <laughs> so that's cool. Is she? Well, see, that's the thing. Is she gonna come out with yeah, the, she, those powers? She has those powers yeah. before. Okay. That, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For for that's why okay, Hayward right. kind of has beef with her because I think he knows she has powers and he doesn't like superheroes. C- crazy plot twist here. What if Hayward's Behind I, I I don't like the same like basic military guy bad guy story. I feel like we've seen a yeah. lot of those. What if Hayward? Uh, what if Hayward's Ultron? Yeah, Whoa. dude, I've heard some weird. I've heard some That'd weird stuff. Crazy. Like you know, what is what's your thoughts on Hayward? I think he's Dan. I mean, like you, dude, he's got the heads yeah, he in does. his office. That's gotta be something. Or it could be the show just kind of playing. Yeah, just playing with the fans. Yeah, it could just be playing. Yeah, they Marvel did that a lot. Quite a bit. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited yeah. for next week. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy I mean, episode. I, I think uh, yeah. next uh, series, Captain America Winter Soldier, I mean, like, I'm not too, like, you know, it's just it's going to be the same kind of action buddy comedy type of thing. Yeah, it's going to be more of a... It, see, I think, I think it's going to make up for what the... Like, this show has kind of lacked. The world In a sense, where, like, there's not more, like, a... Like there's more this like WandaVision was more of like yeah. a story and less of like yeah. fighting versus. Uh, I think they're I gonna think, have. I, I feel like I wouldn't be shocked if they had like Spider Man show up in that or like something like that. They might they're gonna bump into somebody to add some like juice to that show. Yeah, I think they I think they will because tomorrow everything yeah. is always intertwined. This is dude, 
I'm thinking Doctor Strange. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I think Doctor Strange shows up at the very end of everything. Everything's gonna be done, and Doctor Strange I mean, they, is gonna show up. They gotta d- and just be like, yo, the multiverse is yeah. fucked, and yeah, <laughs> they cut it. I wouldn't be yeah, shocked if that's how I, I'm excited, but yeah. When does uh, that come out? When does Doctor Strange? Come out? Yeah, it's it's of this year. year. Oh, I heard the Eternals is supposed to be really good too, but we got so much to say about all that stuff, man. Dude, we'll that's all all it's, it's gonna be crazy. Um, all right, well, Abel, I appreciate you for hopping on the show. It was a, it was a hell of a time. This is we're deep. Yeah, we this. we went way. That's the thing. We, Marvel can just it's it a half hour deep. of uh, yeah. Marvel stuff. So it's crazy. Yeah, it it yeah. takes you deep. So again, I appreciate you for hopping on. Uh, Abel is. Like I said, he's involved with Grapevine. He's involved with the Leatherheads. He's, he's a part of the team, so he's a he's gonna be a reoccurring guest from here on out. Um, we'll definitely be here next week to talk. And yeah, I definitely at least talk about that. Yeah, for sure. I, we might we might have to do a a a giant get together. Me, you, Kale, oh yeah, for Kyle, sure. I'm, I'm down uh, for to that. talk about it because those guys those guys those guys got me into the Marvel. Uh, I put I I put it all on those guys. They they got me into Marvel. They're they're huge into it. So. We'll, right. we'll figure something out. Um, be sure to, uh, for everyone out there, be sure to stay up to date with what uh, we're going to do next week because we're going to figure something out over the course of this week to talk about uh, the end of WandaVision. Um, but, yeah, appreciate it, bro. Uh, it was, it was fun. a fun-ass time. And, um, yeah, we'll see you guys later on this week. Peace. Thanks.